With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 32, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. I'm joined by Big T. What's up? That's you, T. Big T. What's up? And then there's the big, the, the massive man, the man, man mountain that is John Bass. <laughs> Hi, mate. You really threw tea off when you went big and then exactly. just throw tea in, just phased him. The, well, but the, the thing is, I didn't know how to, how do you go any bigger than Big T? And and then and I knew that there was a, a bigger human being waiting in the lines, which was which is you, John. Which like usually just big John Bass, but I just had to add massive into that. Yeah, gargantuan. We need to think of more 
like alternates. The, the bear move. The The bear move. The monolith of the Fighting Cup podcast, John Bass. All right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, it's um, Spurs in it. We haven't had anything to talk about. It feels like the, like the rest of football in the UK has just moved on without us. Like we've had a few sort of positive COVID tests and, um, you know, there's eight or nine first team players. Apparently another one done today, which isn't great. And a couple of the under 23s got done today as well, according to the Telegraph. Um, but yeah, it just feels a little bit like football's moved on without us. Um, yeah. John, what, what, what do you make of all of this stuff? Like, like political ideas aside, what, what do you make of um, of what's been happening over the last couple of weeks? Are you worried about the fixture pile up? Or, yeah, what, what's your take? Um, it is a little bit like, uh, have you seen The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, I have seen it, yeah. Do you remember there's that bit of the Swedish fishermen and there's like a shark attack and they're like, oh my God, this is terrible. And then they just sort of laugh it off and no one cares. And then... Later on, one of them gets chomped properly badly and they have to put him in a tent and look after him. At the beginning, everyone's really like worried and they're there every day taking care of him, bringing him food, right? That was the first lot of COVID football, right? Everyone gave a shit. <laughs> everyone was like, what can we do? Oh, these poor clubs, this is terrible. We've got to think of the players. This time round is in the beach when after a few weeks, they can't be asked to listen to the screaming and crying anymore. So they just drag him off into the jungle and forget about him. <laughs> That's Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. They've just dragged us off into the jungle and moved on without us. And they're having a lovely time um, carrying on playing games and don't, not giving a shit. So that seems to be where we're at. We're just, we've are just we been dragged off into the jungle to die. Um, and they're hoping that you know we, if we pull through, great. But um, they're not really bothered. Um, how do I feel about it? It's, uh, it's one of these things that will keep happening. Like it's, As long as like, COVID is with us and it's circulating, obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult to eradicate completely and these players are in close contact with each other if you're double vaxxed or boosted or not you can still pass it on and it's going to be difficult to shake that so these things are going to happen periodically and I think the authorities just got to do what they can to try and keep these players away from other players and hope it doesn't spread across the league again. How about you T? um, I think last season Fulham had an outbreak and the game of us got rescheduled, and we just thought, what the fuck are you lot playing at? Sort your protocols out. But now it's us, I don't want anyone to criticise us at all. You know, it's not our fault. We've got, you know... How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> any art training ground, for fuck's sake. How dare you? You know, that's what it feels like. Um, I don't know, it's... Um, as John said, I think as long as a pandemic is around, these things are, are going to happen. Um... I guess the, the positive thing is that we're going to have a super massive immune squad because we've all had it. So we had like a chicken box party. They all went around Bergwijn's house, had a bit of a touch-up, and we all tested positive the next day. It's all, so, all just lo- loads of Spurs Spurs players just tonguing each other at a party. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to do it. You've got to do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no, 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 there's no, there weren't any females there. It was just, just Huminson, Harry Kane, Skip, <laughs> Eric Dyer, Romero was there for some reason. And uh, they're all just sort of tugging each other. Weren't, no one enjoyed it. It was just in a big room together. Just going, whose go is it? Oh, Eric, it's your go. Oh, I read that. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to <laughs> tongue, tongue you lot. And and and, and Eric's going, you got to. You got to. It's the only like, way. It's the only way. We'll get out of here. We're going to be super immune and the, the rest of the football is going to be fucked. But, because we're in this room in Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> 
and we're tonguing each other, everything's gonna be fine. Just me. We're all just stripped to the waist, just for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, they've got their top tops off. All of them have got their tops off. Oliver Skip come in full tracksuit, but just his bottoms off for no reason. No one questioned it. Well, like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> like a chubby Oliver Winnie Skip. the Pooh. <laughs> Oliver Skip comes in like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> is this all right, boys? Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Um, but the reality is that uh, while um, they're, they're creating a, a, herd menta- a herd immunity, immunity. At, um, at, at, down at Wire Lane, um, the rest of football isn't following suit. And we've had, since we last recorded, a game postponed against Wren, um, which the fallout we'll discuss shortly. And then we've had the game at the weekend against a fucking... Brighton, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that like I forgot that we were playing Brighton or I don't remember our fixtures. It's just, it's weird how your relationship with football changes when your fo- your team's not playing. Like I, have, I haven't watched any football. I haven't watched, I know, like maybe half the results in the Premier League this weekend because Spurs weren't involved. Did you find that this weekend was odd for you, boys? John? Yeah, mate, I'm exactly the same. Like when I was younger, I used to watch every game of football. It didn't matter like who was on. I'd watch Italian football on Channel 4. I'd watch, like, championship football, anything. I'd just watch it. Now, if it's not Spurs, I, like, struggle to even have a shred of interest. So, yeah, mate, it, it did feel really weird. It, it basically felt like an international weekend for me. It was quite nice. I could sort of, like, go out and do stuff, and people kept going, oh, have you seen the scores? And I'm like, I, don't, I honestly couldn't care less. Um, so, in some ways, it was quite nice, because there was no stress. I had nothing to ruin my weekend. Um, so, it was quite nice. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the exact same situation. But the problem with that is that you know that you can't avoid the games. They've got to come. So, T, what, what do you make of the potential issues with a fixture pile-up? As it stands, it looks like we're going to play Leicester. But if there's there more confirmed cases, then it could happen that the Leicester game gets called off. The The situation with Wren is, you know, is what it is. We don't We don't know. It looks like currently... We may be in some sort of playoff if we if the game against Wren doesn't get played, but the Premier League is is much more important. So, like, how much impact does this have? Does this actually help Conte in a way because it gives him time with the players and he can kind of pass messages across and we can become or make make a, a have a step forward towards what Tottenham might become under him, or is this just a big fucking ball ache and uh, and it's going to damage us this season what, what do you make of these postponements it's just a ball late because no one can train so he hasn't really got much time with them I remember the first lockdown there were um, footage of Mourinho on Zoom with all the players there and he's explaining to them what they've got to do while they're at home so from that perspective it's, it's not great but um, I guess if the Leicester game is called off and the Brown game is called off you know when the game's rescheduled we'll have um, Vlaovic and um, Brozovic and all these new players playing at the rematch saying hey fuck you <laughs> You know, you, you'd have had to play against Matt Doherty. Now you've got to play against fucking um, Hakeem and whoever else we sign in January. You know, you've got to deal with that. Can I ask um, you a question, boys? What, <laughs> why why hasn't Conte gone the extra yard? Caught it. What? And caught COVID. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. Why wasn't Conte at the party? Why didn't he start the party where he's tonguing all the all these players? No, I mean he just barges in like right, right, just before they're all going home, and he's going, 
I've changed my mind. He's just sitting on the end of the line with his tongue hanging out. Ah, spit in my gob. And they'll just spit in his gob as they walk out. No, he's he's taken. He, Conte's taking his position in 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 a bedroom in this gaff, and I imagine it's a one bedroom gaff in Hemel uh, Hempstead. And uh, Conte is just sitting completely naked, no clothes on him, and he's just sitting on the end of a bed, and it's a bed that doesn't have like um, like proper dressing. It's just like a a quilt cover without. The uh, sorry, a quilt without the cover on it, no sheets on the bed, and he's just sitting, <laughs> sitting there naked, and then Spurs, fan, Spurs players one by one have to just spit in his gob, <laughs> just just to fill a part of the team. Um, no, my, my my question was, um, what? Why didn't he do what Jose Mourinho did, which was drag and Dombele and I think it was Aurier and Sanchez, sorry, Sanchez, that's not racist, that's fine. Sanchez, uh, and, and, and into a park, the local park, and got them running around in circles. Is Conte less committed than Jose Mourinho? I think he is, man. I don't think you're going to get that level of commitment anywhere else, <clears throat> you know, to improve in players. Shocking, really. Absolutely shocking. Um, any of you guys know he's actually trained today? I mean, I don't know if there's any footage about, out about that. No, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't see, but it just seems like whoever it was, it wasn't enough to prepare for an away away game at, um, at Leicester. Yeah, this is going to be a, a problem though, which I didn't really think about, but T makes a good point, which is like, it's good that they're not playing in terms of a rest side of things, but we're not getting any other benefit to those players. And also, if they're so like finely tuned, these athletes, that if they rest oh. too long, then you've got to build them back up to like, kind of peak fit, peak sharpness and that could also be an issue for us because essentially even the ones who aren't who have basically um, tested positive but aren't really feeling that bad they can't they still can't do anything because they've got to isolate so like this is not a um, winter break as like other fans like to say this is actually a bit of a shit situation for us and will impact our, on us and also we've seen other players I think um, St Maximan has seen like quite bad long Covid effects so we don't know what what the effect is going to be on these players, like damage-wise to their physicality. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it won't do any damage, but you never know, right? It's a bit of a bit of a worry. There is an argument that that you know, from from a certain section of our society, that's saying they're they're fit lads. Why should we postpone these games? Like, why? Why? Like, I, I don't know, I'm not. I'm asking you some sort of hyper political question here, <laughs> but it just it, it kind of feels like right. Well, if they are. I'll say it. If they are really fit and, and and strong, and it's not really going to affect them, it's not going to kill them. As certainly in in the what's it called, the Omicron, Unicron, yeah, sort of era. That yeah. I don't know. It just feels like just, fuck. Look, I don't mind games being postponed, but like with, with the stuff with Wren, it's like, all right, just kick us out. Like it's not the end of the world. Like, all right, just just kick us out. Like. We're in a situation where the draw got uh, made today, and it was Tottenham versus Rapid uh, Rapid Vienna, was it? Yes. Yeah, Rapid Vienna, and then us or Vitesse because they haven't actually sorted out what might happen. But actually, just just on that, do, do, should it be Spurs that are punished, or should should it be Ren who are punished here? Because uh, as it stands, it, what it feels like it's going to be a three nil win awarded to Ren, which is generally the, the Par for the course. If a, a team can't fulfil their fixture, you get a three nil deficit put against you. What do you do? You think that's correct, John, or or should Ren have done more to placate us? Or 
should we have played? What 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 do you make of that Brent situation? Um, so my underlying feeling is I honestly don't care. Like, and that sounds so bad, but I genuinely don't care. If we're still in it, great. We have another crack at it. If they kick us out, I don't care. Like, that's how I feel about it. On whether it technically, whether or not it should go ahead, I th- I think like yeah. In any other circumstance, if you can't get a team out, then yeah, you have to take the hit on the three nil. This is a global pandemic. Like, this is not just like, oh, we can't be arsed. Like, so we went out on the lash and we're a bit hungover. We can't make it in. Mm. Like, this, this is, I'm sure there's been other games that have had to, they've had to work something out. And, you know, we're not asking for necessarily like special treatment. We're just saying like the cutoff point that you've set, which is just an arbitrary date they've picked out of thin air. Can we just move that so our players are fit again and we'll play it then? Now, if Wren don't want to do that, then that becomes their issue then. So, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go, but like I said, fundamentally for me, I don't. I just don't really care, oh, mate. If I'm yeah, honest. yeah. What? Where, where? Yeah, yeah. Where are you at, T? With with the Europa Conference League? Do you do you want us to? Do you, do you want us to like? If it, if it turned out that Spurs should be thrown out of the competition because we couldn't fulfil that fixture, how does that make you feel? <clears throat> I mean, um, like the pair of you, I'm fairly ambivalent towards it. I think Ren have been quite Machiavellian about the whole thing. Hundred percent, um, yeah, yeah. They've played they the game. Came, came to London, showing that they're prepared to play, um, knowing that we had a COVID outbreak, knowing that they probably wouldn't be able to fulfil the fixtures. So they've like, they've, um, you know, in terms of um, optics, they've tried to make the game happen, and we've kind of, um, I was before kickoff, we've said, oh, we can't play anymore. So I can see why Ren might get the three 0 win. The Conference League is one of those things where if we win, I'd be happy. But if you get knocked out, I won't care. But from the club point of view, there's um, coefficients and there's fines and there's maybe just sanctions, which is probably why we've not just let them have the 3-0. So I'd imagine there'll be a bit of that and why we haven't just let it let it go. Yeah, I think... you said think... so eloquently earlier on. <laughs> I think... Um, I don't... Like, no one wants to see Spurs punished. We don't want to get banned from European competition next year. And it would be an outrage if we did, because it's not like we weren't willing to fulfil that competition. It was that we couldn't. Like, like, like you said, John, there's a, a significantly everybody listening to this is acutely aware that there is a, a mitigating circumstance as to why we weren't playing that game. We weren't going into this game afraid of Ren. It wasn't like we we could find a sort of an angle on playing Real Madrid in a. Uh, a quarterfinal of a Champions League to upset them. It wasn't that. It was just like, well, what can we do? Like, yeah. Also, there was, um, I saw, like, I think you tweeted from the uh, Fighting Cock account around just put the kids out, right? Which. Yeah, what do you, what do you make of that? Well, I don't think we could have. I think that's the issue. I saw someone re- reply back saying, you actually can't do that because you can only play a squad that contains players who you registered for that competition. Now, I appreciate it, but this is a special circumstance, right? Right. So you just so, allow us to do it. If Yeah, exactly. But this is my point, is if we would have said, okay, fine, we'll play any fit available player at any age group just to make up an 11, I don't think that UEFA would have let us do that. So then again, it's not, that's not really our problem then, is it? So if they make a rule that says you need X amount of players to be able to play, and we're saying they're not fit to play, doesn't matter the reason, right? They've got... Or they've broken their leg, it's they're not fit to play, and then we offer to give them the kids to play and just fulfill the fixture. And they said, Well, you can't do that, then that is no longer a Spurs issue, that is a UEFA issue, in which case we shouldn't be like punished for that. 
Um, there, there, there's this, there's a sort of split in the fan base, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it is a split because a split would suggest that the sort of fifty fifty either way or forty sixty either way. Um, so some sections of Spurs fans are, are are looking at those other Spurs fans who are saying, like, fuck it, who gives a shit? Like I am saying, like, I don't care about the competition. It's shit competition. We get nothing from winning it. We it only damages our season by continuing to be in it. It's terrible. If we can, if we have an opportunity to get out of it now without risking further injury or, or, or injury to our players going forward or fatigue, which might damage our opportunity to finish in the top four. And bearing in mind, if we do that, we've jumped two competitions. Then this, it's not the end of the world if we we um, we get chucked out. Now the other side of that argument is that Spurs haven't won anything, and our fan base is desperate to win something. But are we desperate to win this, T? Like what, like what, what do you make of that sort of situation, that argument that's happening in the Spurs fan base currently? I mean, as I said, it's one of those where if we win it, I'll be happy. If we go out, I'll just won't care. Yeah, winning, it, where, winning it's another uh, thing. Sorry, sorry, T. Winning it isn't the, the question. We, it, it, just being in it from this point onwards. Like if, we, if, if I could take winning it right now, I would. I'm asking whether or not just being in it or coming out of it is it does it does it make any difference oh because so far has it benefited there's been no been no players who have kind of played themselves into contention i mean there was in the europa league when we didn't care we had harry kane smashing it and that gave him a first team spot we had um harry winks pressing in that competition making a, making the move for the first team thus far in the conference league no one's really put a stamp on it to say, you know what, pick me for the first team. So that's kind of another reason why a little disencouraging. However, um, fans who like to go to away games, to go to new grounds, they'll probably want us to progress because it's like, um, I believe the final is in Albania and um, it could be a good away day, but they've got some mad lockdown going on so probably won't get to go to that game. So the fans who travel, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy it, but in terms of being in it, I don't see a point. It's one of those where Nuno had the um, the B team, didn't he? That went down. There's been loads of articles since then and players saying they weren't impressed by that. I don't think Conte will make the same mistake. So, uh, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm, I'm on your side now, Flav. If, even though I was I was arguing against you for ages, about to give in and say, you know what, Flav, you're right. So, if you if you could click your fingers right now and say in or out, what would you do? If we could escape sanctions and all that, I'd be out. So just go out. How, how about you, John? Yeah, same. Just, I think that the number one reason is if you're not in that competition, all your eggs are in Premier League and domestic trophy, and primarily Premier League to finish top four, which gets into the Champions League. And I, I can't remember like which which pod it was, but someone recently um, was talking about now I've had a taste of top four. It might have been Cal. Now I've had a taste of top four and Champions League. Everything else is just shit. Like it's shit. <sighs> It's Champions League or nothing, and I, I do feel like a spoiled little kid saying that, and I feel like a lot of other clubs that we all take the piss out of, but it's true. Once you have that taste of the good life, everything else just seems fucking shit. So, yeah, I would click and just go, let's just let's just make sure we finish top four. What I would say, since the advent of the uh, Europa Conference League, I have been looking at the Europa League going, it's not as bad as I thought it used to be. <laughs> when now we're in this competition, you're like, I wouldn't mind being in that competition. Do you know what I mean? It's um, maybe maybe that's what this is all about. Is is giving value to the Europa League? 
I just yeah, yeah. Stockholm syndrome there, Flav. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm just looking to be fingered in the basement by the Europa <laughs> League. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a weird one. Like I can <clears throat> I can understand the argument from Spurs fans. Some Spurs fans are saying, you know, we do you want to win something or not? But we're like, yeah, we want to win something. It's like it's going back to what you said, John, is uh, and what Cal said earlier is that once you've been in the Champions League, your expectations have come go, get to a point where you're you're expectant, right? You 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 want more, and that is. You're, you're heading to a fall if that's the way your mind is because you're you know that is the vast majority of teams that will never experience that and Spurs may be in a position to at least be in the conversation but most of the time we we may ne- never reach the Champions League final ever again we may only qualify for the Champions League three seasons in the next 10 so what your expectancy is doesn't parallel with the reality of your football club um we had an issue as well that we are like ascendancy you would have expected like at some point a domestic trophy or two in that like time when we went from kind of yole to where we were under peak pochettino that we'd have picked up something and that would have been like a marker of progress actually our progress was just league places which then ended up putting us in the Champions League and then we massively overachieved in terms of being close on the Champions League and then finishing second. So then we went from going, oh, we just want to win like FA Cups or a League Cup or a Europa League to going, fuck, we could win the Premier League or the Champions League. So then your expectations are just there. So like just winning anything, I think then sort of becomes a bit like, well, no, we kind of went through the stage where winning anything would have been amazing. Now I, I want to win the Premier League and I want to win the Champions League. And, we're, and the club, the way that they've like talked about, we're building the stadium so we can win these things. And you're riding that wave of like, oh, fucking hell, we are actually good enough. We're in the mix here. It, it, does, it is hard to shake that feeling of like, well, yeah, I, I want to win anything. But also, there's, there's two trophies that actually are the pinnacle. And that's the things that we want to win. So I'm not saying I don't want to win stuff. I'm just saying that I can understand why, as a fan base, it's really hard to be excited by stuff. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'd still take these other trophies for sure. All right, just in terms of like on a footballing sense, T, if if staying in the Europa Conference League with the idea that we could win it and we we could that we should actually like looking at the other teams in it, sort of PSV might cause a problem, Marseille might cause a problem, but they're not on our level, so we could win this tournament. Um, would you with the idea that we might win it? Would you want to stay in it? knowing that it could and probably would impact how likely we, 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 we would be able to finish in the top four? I think a lot of um, Spurs' planning is geared towards next season. They know that Conte joined um, at the start, um, well, in November. Everything, all of his plans are geared towards what happens next season. It's not about what happens this season. Obviously, we're in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, we've got a favourable draw. If we did win the Conference League, it might be one of those springboards that says you've got a taste for picking up a trophy. It might be a vase from Sainsbury's, but it's a trophy. And um, <laughs> it might give the players the impetus to, to go on to another stuff. I mean, Guardiola um, annexed the, the League Cup. But, I mean, briefly, Manchester were winning stuff before that. But in that trophy, that means nothing to them. Still gives them a bit of a springboard to another stuff. And when Mourinho first joined Chelsea, the first trophy he won was the League Cup. And they went on to another stuff. So it's just a case of um, this group of players 
know how to win, and it's all about that muscle memory. So I guess that's really a positive argument with the, with the Europa League. But three, I don't know, three play Ren beat them, a rapid Vienna and get knocked out. They will get memed for a couple of days, but then they beat Morecambe seven nil at home, beat West Ham and get in the semi final of the League Cup. Will be forgotten about. Indeed. Uh, let's you, move on. Sorry, oh, sorry. On. Just quickly, just one for both of you. Would you rather win the League Cup or the Europa Conference this season? League Cup. Yeah, same. League Cup. I might get a ticket. There you go. So this is what I mean. That I would say is like out of the potential three domestic trophies: the League, the FA Cup, and the League Cup. It's the bottom. But you'd rather have that than a European. So yeah, that's why I think. Like, no, who cares? Fucking, who gives a shit? Okay, let's. I agree with you completely. I don't give a shit. I don't care about it. I, I did. I, I I was gutted when we got into it, and I, the only good thing about that was finishing above Arsenal. But yeah. that fades. That that has faded, and now we're having to deal with being in it. Like the 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 glory of finishing above Arsenal again. The punishment of that is what could be fourteen, fifteen games in a season that we didn't, we don't want to play. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Deli Ali has come come to light today that Deli Ali will is available for loan at least in January, and it's a weird situation with him because it's not even weird. We have kind of seen this downward trajectory for him, and I think all of us as Spurs fans have hoped that he would be able to recover his form somewhat. There have been flashes of brilliance from him even in the last two or three years. Where we thought, actually, no, there's something there. He, he could, he could reignite his um, his quality. He could find himself back as one of our very best players. But it hasn't happened. And I think we, we uh, T, you mentioned it a couple of times. Like it was Endombele, <clears throat> Ali, you know, Lacelso. Like if it doesn't work now, then as, as fans, we just got to go. Okay, well, it's not going to work, and let's just trust in Conte. And it kind of feels like it would come to that point with Deli Ali that. I won't say any more. What 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 do you make of the situation now, given the fact that Spurs are letting uh, are letting him go on loan? Um, it's like when you watch shows like <clears throat> The Simpsons, where um, <clears throat> remote throws something away. It's like you know what, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it, and it feels like um, that with Deli Ali and some of our fans. And that you know what, give him a chance, play him in this position, the team around him, and you got to think to yourself. What is the ultimate benefit of building Tottenham around Deli Ali when not been great for the last two years? I love the guy. I want it to work out for him, but the problem Spurs have had is that we've held on to players for too long to the point where we sold them less than what their market value could have been. And I think with Deli, we're at a point now where this might be the last season where we might get a decent price for him. I feel that um, Spurs have somewhat moved on from being reliant on him, and I... I would hope that he. I'd rather it be permanent, just to just to cut the cord, rip the plaster off, be permanent in January. But we'll see. I mean, the other thing, Flav, is um, where does he go? Newcastle, Everton. These are teams that, without being arrogant, we would say are a level below Spurs, and it's a bit of a sad indictment of what's become of Deli Ali. Mm. I was going to ask that to you, John. Where, where where do you think he goes if he is allowed to leave in January? I mean, I feel like just given the whole Newcastle situation that they, they need to start showing that they can attract some decent players, they will probably 
offer Spurs like a, a decent loan fee, they will probably like cover the majority of his wages to try and make that happen. So I think that's definitely somewhere. And also, to be honest, I could see that as like that would be a ma- that would be a big signing for them. Like that was a big name, a player who's got massive potential. It would be like Lingard to West Ham, wouldn't it? Where like they've come from somewhere where they've done good stuff previously. They need to reignite their career. It's a chance for him to do that. They'd love him up there, I think, as well. He's like he's fairly rough and tumble. If he starts starts well there, they'll get behind him. That kind of stuff. Definitely see that. Um, aside from that, yeah, just like Villa, like clubs in the sort of middle of the Premier League. It's mad um, to think that though, isn't it? Like in in like 2016, 2017, where he was like crucial under Pochettino, you wouldn't even dream of a a front line that didn't include him. You know, we had two seasons on the bounce where. Deli Alli and Son and Kane scored 20, 20 goals each. And um, it was uh, it, it's mad that we're now talking about him joining Villa or Newcastle. I wonder yeah. what's going through his brain. Like, Villa's a good chart, actually. He, he idolises Steven Gerrard, and if move if that move's available to him, then who knows? Maybe that could happen. That's uh, not a... Wild... Yeah. Sorry, go on, mate. I was going to say, wild card one here... Um, Salah and Mane are going away to the African Cup of Nations and he could play as like a false nine and then for Liverpool have, yeah for Liverpool like, they're missing two games though apparently true. Mm. true but um, yeah just a bit of a wild card pick there you know like sometimes big bigger clubs just go oh we could get him on loan he could just cover us for a couple of games if it, if it works out great if it doesn't who cares like that kind of scenario and they still see him as like a big player. He also runs shitloads. It's not like he's like a lazy mercurial player. He'd probably fit them quite well. I don't think it'll happen by the way. I'm just it just popped into my head and I thought, oh, I wonder if they might take a punt on him. Um but yeah, would, we, I, I would, think... you, would you let him go to Liverpool? <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? I think like we're all agreed that we're like, he's dull, he's fucking he's shit, he needs to go out alone. If he went to Liverpool, I'd be like, Oh for fuck's sake, don't let him go there. Because you know if he goes there, suddenly he'll score twenty goals a season. Or <laughs> smash it. Yeah. Well, the idea the idea would be that if you loan him to a club that you consider to be lesser than your own, that they could damage with your player, um, you know, clubs that could compete with you. Mm. Going to Liverpool, he's just going to have a field day against, you'd imagine, against the, the shitter teams like Burnley, Leeds, um, you know, whoever, Norwich. He's going to do well against those teams. If you, look, if you go downwards, if you... That allow him to go downwards, then he could potentially damage the bigger teams and and, and pick points up against the teams that you're competing with for whatever respective league, league position you are. So it would it would it, it wouldn't help us in any way, I don't think, by sending him upwards to Liverpool. Mm. Or he could, he go could be a Joe Willock. Mm. What's that mean? <laughs> Joe Willock smashed that Newcastle last season. They splashed the money for him, and he's not been great ever since. So maybe oh, sorry, can, yeah, you know... yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Joe, so John mentioned going to, going abroad. Maybe a reunion of Pochettino might help. What, what's he going to do? <laughs> what can he do at PSG? I mean, maybe maybe he would. Maybe he goes to PSG. There's so much Neymar quality. Dead. Is it? Neymar dead. Neymar injured. Doesn't know about football. I don't know, mate. I can't believe I'm saying this. Don't clip this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Neymar dead. It's Neymar dead. Uh, okay, we've got uh, questions. We'll do some questions, boys. Uh, Matt Rees, he says, outside of playing City and Liverpool, I'm now expecting a positive result from every game due to the Conte factor. I know we won't win every game, but I'm going into every game feeling like a win is highly possible. 
is that ridiculous or is it re- is it a reasonable mindset john um not only do i think it's reasonable i think that's a good way to be like surely that makes your life more enjoyable i feel exactly the same way i, I don't necessarily there's not um as much expectation but um it's more hope for me and that's that's the main thing as long as i've got a bit of hope that i think yeah we could do something today against any team that's what i'm actually asking for i think expectation will come if we still if we keep winning games and he's had a nice run conte this covid thing's a bit of a kick in the bollocks to be fair in terms of momentum but we have a we have a world class manager who will get results and yeah i think you, i think that's completely reasonable to think that and we also have, I know there's a few issues with the squad, but we do also have some exceptional players still. And so if he can get that balance right and he can get that team playing well, come January, bring in a few players. Yeah, why not? What's the point of living thinking, oh, we're not going to win today? Fucking, who wants but, to live like that? No, no, I'm just, that, that's completely the most healthy way to, to, to behave and, and to, you know, to think about Spurs, 100%. But is it reasonable? I think it is. Yeah. I think it is a reasonable mindset. T, what, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think Nuno was, um, you know, missionary, boring. That would be unreasonable with Nuno. It would be unreasonable with Nuno. Oh, I mean, you know, it was like um, this missionary. They weren't really looking forward to having sex. But then with with Conte, they get a little finger at the bum. A little little, little trombone in there. Um, It's nice walking up Tottenham High Road to forward to a game. What do you mean trombone? What what do you mean uh, trombone? The trombone, I think, is when you get tongued up the butt. You get tongued up the Kaiba and you get yep. pulled off at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. As, as, as you as you do, yeah. So, um, I think that um, I think it's got a rusty trombone. Oh God, get him out of touch. A bit <laughs> like when I woke up in the morning and um, <coughs> that was our manager. So we just thought it's going to be another you know, extension to the bad Ramos run. And you walk out the highway, think, oh, we've got a new manager, there's a new impetus. And it feels like that with um, with Conte. And um, kind of almost a bit of a callback to the Delhi thing. It's like um, Conte is a better manager than he is a footballer. So you just got to back him and what he does and then trust the process. And um, I do feel with Conte, I feel like we've got a plan. Um, I think we probably will get tanned against a, against a couple of teams outside of um, Liverpool and Man City. But I feel like, I feel like there's just um, a plan there to win the game. As far like with Mourinho and um, and Nuno, it just got we've got Plan A. If that doesn't work, then I'm leaving in the 60th minute, getting a part in Beaver Town and fucking off. I thought that if um, if Salah, um, you know, scores a goal in the first half hour, maybe Conte will find a way to neutralise it. That that Nuno period was a bit like a, a mad night out where you wake up in in the morning and go. What, 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 what? Um, and 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 this is how I imagine it to be. So you're out on a night out, and you've been you're trying to pull birds all night, and you can't find any. And the lights are just a bit about to go up in the night <coughs> in the nightclub, and uh, you see a, a lovely, I'm going to say human being. Don't want to you know add any kind of sex to it. Uh, just love a human being who, who's. I say lovely, it's just you know, four out of ten. And uh, and he or she or they take you home, and you're well into it. It's like it's wicked. This is fantastic. And you get into it, and you're going like halfway through. You go, yeah, go punch me, punch me. 
and, and they're like, you sure? Like, yeah, fucking just hit me in the face. <laughs> and, um, and he, she, or they do, and they smash you in the face and you're knocked out. And then anything happens to you in that night. And then you wake up the next morning going, oh God, what have I done? I've been punched, but I, I might have been violated as well. And if you think about the first part of Tottenham's day season. First three games. First three games was the bit where you're going, yeah, punch me, punch me, this is great. And then when we got clocked, that was the, the middle month. And we woke up and, uh, yeah, we went to the sexual health clinic and it turned out we didn't have any STIs. And that was the, that was the Conte period, if you like. Yeah. And um, that bit when he, when he first got the job and said, we will make you proud, we will make you proud. That was, that was the equivalent of them whispering in your ear. I'm going to suck the cum out of your bollocks, mate. And you've just gone, right, let's go home. Let's go home. No, I, I thought, I, more, I thought, I thought he, it was, that was a bit where nothing happened to you. It's <laughs> fine. fine. He punched you and then left. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> you can't go, uh, all right, after that. Well, I don't know um, where else to take it. I, I, we'll yeah, just leave no. it there. Whatever we've done, we've done. Uh, Booch, he's, he's been asking this question like three weeks on the bounce. Uh, and he posts a picture of Emerson Royale. And Emerson Royale's shorts are huge. Like, he, he's chosen to... He, like, that... If you, if you look at a picture of Emerson Royale playing for Spurs, he's wearing shorts that would fit you, John. Wow. I don't know if you can... Um, if you can have a little look of... Uh, but they, they, they're they like old school shorts that, that go below, below the knee Stanley Matthews sort of vibe indeed like indeed old shorts and uh, he just like Booch wants our reaction to his huge pants I don't know what to say other than uh, they are massive but if he plays well doesn't really matter what, what do you make of this this season's kit like, I don't think we've talked about it enough because the last season's where which was the, honestly the worst kit we've ever played in this season's kit is absolutely glorious it's just clean. a sort of off-white. It's not even... It isn't even just it being, like, clean. It is. That, that's what we asked for. And it's hard for Nike when they need to sell shirts every single season to just give us what we want, which is just the plain white top. Um, but the slight off-white to the shirt, I really, really rate. I think this is the best kit we've had probably since the 80s. Is that a fair statement? That. <laughs> no, what? it's not. It's like a Pochettino. It's like Pochettino against Newcastle. Okay, Newcastle comment, Flev. What's up there with that? Why are you bringing that up now? <laughs> well, that's not. I think our Champions League kit was probably one of the best ones you've had. Which one? World. Which one? Champions League kit. No, sorry, the first one, the Bell Micron one. You like that kit? Yeah. Yeah, you liked it, but it, that that wasn't. That's not. In, that's not in keeping with the traditions of how our kit should look. The first night kit was um was was like that. They had a bit of a shield around the badge, which might someone might have um been a bit funny about. But um, I've got a really big thing for us wearing navy socks, so I'm happy we've gone back to that this season. Um, went to a 1965 Spurs wore navy socks, and I just think navy shorts and socks just look so good. But we're getting into a uh, nerd territory, so I'll move away from the mic. See, on 90 minutes, that game against Newcastle was up there. <laughs> it gave me those feelings. Yeah, and you, you, I think you retweeted it. Ironic. I'm done. I don't know if it's ironic. Yeah, it definitely would have been with a certain element of irony. <laughs> uh, we've got some other questions here. Um, 
Uh, Zach Shafiq says, do you think the game, the, having the games in hand is an advantage or a disadvantage going into the new year? No, this, the, the, the idea when you, when you talk about games in hand, um, it's about like points on the board are worth more than the perspective points that you can gain. Was it the a bird in the bush is worth two in the hand or whatever that fucking thing is? Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. Is that true in, in this instance? Um, are they going to? Uh, are, are, are other clubs going to be looking over their shoulder at us because we can? We've got points to gain. I think you could take it both ways. If we were leading, then we'd be. It'd be. It'd be Spursy if we then got caught, right? And we've been in like situations where we've chased and then not quite managed to do it, and then that was also seen as bottling. So a bit sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't think it makes too much difference. You got to play these games at some point. I do like the idea though of knowing what you've got to do. Um, yeah. rather than just like going out in front. If, if you've got those games, they get moved, and you're like, right, you've got to beat Burnley, Brighton, and whoever. You take those as games in hand, I think, um, because if we had to play those games with depleted squads, we probably wouldn't get the points we need. So, yeah, I think given a circumstance, mate, I don't think it's a bad thing to just have them in, in, in the bush. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being in the bush. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing about you, T. I, I I kind of agree with that. It's like I remember previously where Arsenal had to catch us and they had games in hand, and you're thinking, like, please don't do it, and they always fucking did. Like, it'd be great to be in that position where we, like, we have these run of games, like maybe two or three in a week, where we have to win every one, and if we do, we go above them, and then we do it, and it destroys any self belief that they have quite like that scenario i'd rather just be able to play the games normally but it's not the worst way to look at this fixture deficit that we find ourselves in completely forgot about the burnley game yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. we've been getting games caught off all over this stuff. three now mm. um i'd i'd rather the points in the games personally but it's not much we can really <clears throat> do about that but the situation with um when conte as a manager and we're getting better game by game we're under some Understanding the system a bit better, maybe the games in hand could be beneficial. Because by the time we play those fixtures, we'll be all in swing of Conte ball, and maybe a couple of new players. I don't think there's a rule in place where players that are registered for the initial fixture have to play the return, have to play the rescheduled game. So, might have some new signers by the time we we, we face um face Burnley mm. and um and Brighton again. Brighton. Can I shock you, T? On. <laughs> Um, go on, for fuck's sake. Not again. Um, <laughs> if we'd have won both of the games against Brighton and Burnley, we'd be currently three points ahead of West Ham in fourth. I we love that. Be, we'd be fourth, three points, uh, three points ahead of West Ham, who'd be fifth. And they're, like, given the way that we've been the going... Of their lives. Yeah. Having the season of their lives, if we would have been... If, like, if COVID hadn't happened, which is a certain Spursy element to this in its own right, but if, if if COVID hadn't happened and we'd just been able to play our games, even if we'd have drawn one of those games, we'd have been one point above West Ham. So it just goes to show, I don't know what it goes to show, just goes to show that we're all right, I think. Everything's yeah. going all right. We're doing all right. Let's not blow out of proportion. We're doing all right. And yeah, pe- people are making a big deal about West Ham and if we'd have won those games, we'd be ahead of them. So And we're, we're apparently in transition and all over the place. So we're doing all right. Indeed. Indeed, and and uh, T mentioned about going into January. <coughs> if we're going to make the, if you believe the reports <coughs> that we're going to be looking at players and 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 moving players on, there will be some sort of substantial change in our playing staff. 
that we can look forward to to the second half of the season with um, optimism. I think uh, Zeus he says, fuck, hang on. Zeus, he says if you walked into a uh, restaurant bathroom and Conte was doing a poo into a <laughs> I'll start that again. If you walked into a restaurant bathroom and Conte was doing a poo in the in the urinal, would you grass on him, or would you let him crack on? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd let him crack on. It's not just Conte; it's anybody. Like if I walked into a bathroom and, and someone was doing a poo in the urinal, my uh, my first thought wasn't let's get this guy, let's make sure he gets caught and probably get done for indecent exposure or indecent behaviour. My vo- first thought would be. Poor cunt, how's it gone to this point? So I would say in that instance, just let let Conte crack up. Like, and if he wins his, wins his elite next next year, I wouldn't want him to be defined in my world as the guy who shat in the urinal, rather the guy that won Tottenham the league. Anything to add? I agree. agree. don't know if I'd take a picture or not. It would be a temptation. Um, um I wouldn't go after Would you tweet it? If you if you had the picture, would you tweet it? Oh, I absolutely wouldn't. I'd absolutely share it with you guys, but I wouldn't tweet it. How about you, John? Um, I just have one question for him. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You're a millionaire. And, you know, you're a respected member of society. You know, you've yeah, got but... a, a group of young men who look up to you. What, why are you doing it? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Maybe you need some help. The answer would be that because he's achieved so much and he's so successful and he can't earn more money than he can possibly spend in his lifetime, that he needs these outlets. He needs to, he needs to do this. He'd look at you and go, you'd walk in, John, you'd walk in and he'd be on his, on the urinal and it wouldn't be on the urinal. It'd be, his legs would be straight and he'd just be perched on it. And then the top half of his body would be at a sort of 75 degree angle. And he'd look at you and go, are you Spurs? <laughs> See, I, I pictured it slightly differently. I pictured that he'd be like fully, fully backing into it like he was twerking. And he'd just be staring straight out, looking ahead like that, just shitting in, just squeezing it in. No, I, when you walk so, in, you're looking straight down the barrel. That's, that's how I thought it'd be. No, no. So, yeah, no, that may be, that that may be happening. But my point is... on his legs like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah down, like an eight-year-old boy. His trousers down by his ankles. Yeah. But you walk in and go, and he looks at you and go, you Spurs. And then you go, yeah. When look, this is nothing. To do. I'm going to manage your football club. I'm going to give you everything you want to do. I'll do, I'll live night and day to deliver, deliver glory to Tottenham Hotspur. All you got to do is walk away and not think about this ever again. You don't have to. You, and, and, and your, your job here, John, is not to say a word to anybody ever. But you know that Spurs are going to be guaranteed to win the league next year. Could you keep it to yourself? Yeah, I could. I definitely could. I, I would. Um, I'd do subliminal, right? Because in my mind, I'd be. I'd know, but obviously, I couldn't say it. But I'd be saying funny stuff. I mean, you don't know that I have already seen this. Created a Twitter account called Zeus. I tweeted this question so we could have this hypothetical discussion. But it's already fucking happened to me, and I can't yeah, but, never talk about it. But he might. Come, this might come back to him and go, "Fuck! I told that geezer not to say anything." Now what? Yeah. I'm going to resign because of the poo gate. <laughs> Might so be a Diners Treat situation. Diners Treat party about Conte having a dump in the urinal. <laughs> yeah, and Levy's like, oh, I can't, can't do anything about it. Can't do anything retrospectively. If he shat there, he shat there. Nothing I can do. I'm sure you guys got mates that do that sort of stuff. Like, I, I never understood that. Understood that about lad culture. 
like when you go you go on go you know, go abroad lads on tour and someone shits in the shower or shits on someone's bed like, i didn't i never john i know in your head there's stories t- yeah. going over it, it, like i know that yeah. to be the case but I, do you find that funny like to me it's no. like madness it's like no. why for, for, if even if your mates find it funny for 30 seconds or a minute and maybe you'll get this story told in a pub in god knows where like a year down the line why isn't the guy who's shitting on the bed or in the in the in the bath why isn't he the weird prick who everyone hates maybe yeah i don't know i think people probably scared of him because like if you're that fucking mental to do that then what else are you capable of now, I imagine a lot of these people like go on to do worse shit than doing shits in someone's bed. So it's probably a little bit of that. Um, I've never seen like n- no one's shat in a bed on a lad's holiday, but I have seen someone um, piss in a Lucasay bottle and put it back in a fridge. Good. Um, that sounds which, like a wonderful which, thing to do. Which is quite funny because when is people it? come in your room and just take your stuff without asking, that's going to cost you. That is going to cost you. It was so, you, John. It was I you. A story like that. It was you, John. You did yeah. that, didn't you? No, That's I payback. didn't do it. No, I yo, it. No, no, it sounds like you did. That's payback. No, it, 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 I'll tell you the story. Fucking hell. So basically, <laughs> my, it was my room. Two, me and two other friends in this room. Someone's in the bathroom. One of the other lads comes in. He's like, oh, is someone in the bathroom? Yeah. He's like, oh, I've seen him. got a bottle. We're like, yeah. Pisses in the bottle because he can't be asked to go f- literally five metres to his own room for a piss. Pisses in the Lucas A bottle. Closes it and thinks, oh, I'll just put it back in the fridge. That'd be funny. We all laugh. He closes the door. We all forget about it. Next day, we're all sitting in the room. Uh, this guy's brought a girl back. They're chatting away. She's like, have you got anything to drink? So oh, I was like, oh, God. just wear anything you like in the fridge. Oh. She opens the fridge, gets the bottle. just about to a... take a sip of it. And one of the lads was like, don't no. drink that. And stopped her drinking it. So she, no, well, one I don't... Piss. no one drank piss, but she was that <laughs> fucking that close. She was on the edge. <laughs> she didn't even know it. Just so, don't yeah, do could, it. Just just don't. piss in a toilet like any normal human being. Get your own Lucasade. Oh, yeah, no. No, don't, yeah. Get your own <laughs> Lucasade. If that's what we learned from this. This is probably why I'll never go on a stag do ever again. Um, I think I think we're here, boys. I think we're at the end of the podcast. Unless you've got anything else to add, any, anything that's sort of percolating your brain about Tottenham Hotspur, we can, we can finish. Is there anything else, boys? There's one question that I wanted to see asked. Go on. It's from Navarino Road. This question's probably been asked before on other podcasts, but we're going to ask it anyway. If every animal on the planet was the size of a cat, what pets would you have? That is a great question. Uh, to immediately, what I just went to, hippo. Because like, I know hippos are like, super fucking dangerous. Like They kill more yeah. people on this planet than anybody else. But a hippo, this big, a hippo as big as a cat, they can't fuck you up. They might bite you and like cause you some sort of you know, superficial injury to your your arm, but you'd have a cute little hippo. The problem with having that is that you'd have to create some sort of reservoir in the garden for it to survive in. What 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 are you thinking, T? First thought was um was a lion. A lion's That's like cute. a cat though, it's the same, isn't it? No, I kind of realised that after as I said it. Maybe a shark. <laughs> Really a big. shark you can't have a shark you need like a fucking tank so big even a shark the size of your forearm needs a massive tank a guinea pig you said at the end of that you can get one the size of <laughs> you asked the question you haven't thought any answers through you just you've thrown it out there T 
No, I haven't really thought of the logistics now that, now that I've kind of thought, you know. <laughs> uh, do you know what? A cat, really, but it's a bigger, bigger version of it. Like a like a, um, a bull mastiff the size of a cat would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or like a um, St. Bernard that just stays the size of a cat. It'd be fucking yeah. wicked. Um, I thought about this and yeah, I thought, oh, maybe there's like exotic animals and stuff. But fundamentally, a human. Was, That'd be see, the best. I was, I was about to say R- Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky as the size R- of a cat. Imagine Ricky, that. the size of like he's, whatever you wanted. Oh, he's just Ricky. that big. He's that big. He's like he's he's you know what he must be. How big can he be? Like that big? Like like, like sorry, action man, action man yeah, doll. Like, like a big no, a bigger a big action man who's more yeah. like a like a weeble, but but an action action man. And yeah. um, and he's like, well, what you you wish this, and now I'm I'm little and I'm living in your house and I'm your pet and I've got t- two daughters to take care of and. My missus is worried, and like, what, what are you going to say? And I was like, oh, I'll call her up and I explain what I've done. I wish that you were the size of a pet, and and now you live with me. And she's going to be fuming with you. I like, know I didn't mean it. I didn't understand the, you know, the, the gravity of the situation. I just thought it'd be funny if you were little. Now your kids haven't got a dad. Yeah, but the good news is, um, we've got your little elf outfit, elf on the shelf. They're going to love that. They're going <laughs> to yeah. fucking love that. <laughs> you will every Christmas. You will come into your own, Ricky. <laughs> Anto season, make, yeah. yeah. You're going to set up a Patreon just for Christmas. You're going to make a I, fortune. It's going to be great. And then we go and be. If I become big, a fucking scientists will turn up and take me away. MI5 will t- want to do experiments on me. What is this little man? What is this Ricky, little man? I'll go look. Well, the if the price is right, you'll have to go, Rick. <laughs> Ricky the Elf. You can make a film out of it. You can sell the rights. You could do a book deal. Mate, there's yeah. loads of possibilities. If you just one day woke up and went. My best mate has just become my pet. And they're like, what do you mean? He's just keeping around the house. No, no. He's the size of a cat now. He's just yeah. woken up. He's perfectly proportioned, but he's the size of a cat. And it's my best mate. And he's just, now he just lives with me. He's my pet. I'll have family, to, uh, but I'll, I'll ring up. I'll get my phone out and go, hello, is this, uh, is this uh, ITV's news desk? Yes. Um, so um, I, I made a wish and my, my best mate is now 12 inches tall. And he lives <laughs> with me. He's got two kids, his wife. They're worried. I can't explain it to him because he's worried about the scientists coming to get him. Are you interested in this story? <laughs> Are you interested in this story? Um, okay, uh, that, that, that's, that, that'll be the fight. <laughs> you'll, also, you'll, also you'll also get some fucking like, right-wing nut job media outlet going, man has booster jab and turns into miniature pet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you, John. Peace. Thank you, T. Peace. And uh, hopefully Spurs beat Leicester on Thursday. Or hopefully Spurs play Leicester on Thursday. Take it, boys. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.